Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Meet or on the rocks. It's the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. I thought the effort was outstanding, starting with the offensive line, as you guys were talking about the running game, the running backs. When you run the football, though, it's not just the offensive line and and the running backs. It's the tight ends, it's the wide receivers, and it takes an unselfish approach, right, especially for a wide receiver to to not get as many balls in a game like this. And then when the the ball does come your way, the opportunities you get, you got to make the most of them, and I thought they did that. Bills head coach, post-game, a victory for the Buffalo Bills. Over the Dallas Cowboys, we welcome in 13 Wham Sports Director, BuffaloPlus.com's Mike Catalana. Mike, you put it out last yeah, night yeah. that this was the game that Sean McDermott dreams of. Elaborate on that a little bit. I mean, I think we all know it, most head coaches talk about wanting to be physical, wanting to be able to run the ball. The Bills actually able to do that yesterday against the Cowboys. Yeah, fellas, listen, I, I think he's been characterized as this you know, 1960s meathead coach by some people who are like, he just wants to run the ball and play defense. No, I've agreed with him on this. Even back when Dayball was coaching, like they were lethal with the offense. They could move up and down the field, but sometimes you miss out on having that ability to just, to use the phrase they use, impose your will on the other team. And it's fun for them. Like they, Love it. You can't live like that all the time in 2023, right? You can't. It's a rare game what they had yesterday. But McDermott wants them to be able to, you know, running the ball is where you do that. And then you keep the ball away from their defense. And then you make them one-dimensional. Then you attack or, or from their offense. Then you attack with your defense. I mean, that was the quintessential McDermott way. But he's not stupid. He knows he has Josh Allen. And Josh Allen's going to need to have some huge games for them down the stretch and into the playoffs, but that was so McDermott. When I asked him that question yesterday, I could see a little smile in the corner of his mouth when he started to answer it because that's Sean McDermott so much. So, Mike, was it just a case of, well, I'm wondering what the plan was going in, or was it they got into him like, you know, this is working. Why would we want to veer away from this? I think it's a little bit of both. I think they did want to run the ball. I think they had a really good plan. You saw they used Reggie Gilliam sometimes as like that other, you know, player in the backfield and they did it with Ty Johnson too. used him to create some, some mismatches, even blocking a little bit there. They had the plan in there. We talked about it on our podcast and then they get it where, you know, you, you don't block Micah Parsons on purpose and sort of put him in a spot where he has to make decisions and you're going the other way. Like very creatively they did it, but let's be honest guys, if it wasn't working or Dallas was doing anything on offense, you, you probably would have had to throw the ball. They never did. And, and I'm not saying Dallas quit. Look, I think there's been a bit of an overreaction to Dallas today. That's typical of the world we live in. They're a really good team that got smoked yesterday. Um, and they're not great on the road. 
but they're not as bad as they played yesterday. I mean, that was, it was comically bad for them. So, but I, I think Dallas, I'm not going to say quit, but they were done. They were done in that second half, and the Bills just kept running it right down their throat. Plenty of people today uh, throwing dirt on the grave of Ken Dorsey based on the job that Joe Brady has done, and I think Joe Brady deserves a lot of credit. I also think it's the NFL, and, and teams will figure you out at some point, but talk a little bit about just the differences you see in a Joe Brady offense versus what we saw earlier. The, the most refreshing thing might be just the usage of James Cook, something that we all thought I think he should have been doing. He could have been using as, as early as last season yeah uh it's a combination of things they do do move more movement and look you don't just do it for movement's sake but you know you get digs on the move you get uh one of whether it's Kincaid moving in the pocket yes or in the backfield maybe it's again James Cook you know they move him from side to side it, they it, it just creates some doubt in the defense sometimes and it identifies certain things they weren't doing a lot of that with Dorsey the other thing I will say is, look, it's a Sean McDermott influence on days like yesterday. Not just that he wants it, but that they can do that. Like, you can play that way. And I think with Dorsey, like, when it was going well, like, we all point back to that Miami game. That game was fun and easy. This one was not tough because the game ended up out of reach, but it was just a, a totally different type of football. And which one? We all know. Like, which one do you usually need? in December and January, not just for the weather, but because the games are tight and the teams are good and all. So I think Brady's been adaptable. I think he's been smart. I think that vibe he has has caught on with the whole team, not just Josh Allen. You know, and Josh was, you know, he was a bystander yesterday. You heard his line. He's like, I'm the kid in the school project that gets an A and I really didn't do anything. That's kind of what he was yesterday. That's fine. He's done a lot for this team. Let him let him take a day off and get a win by three touchdowns. Yeah, uh, Mike, we haven't talked since, well, I mean, at least since before the Kansas City game, which leading yeah. into the Kansas City game, we had that that article from Ty Dunn. What did you, what did you make of all that? Is that actually kind of become a rallying point, you think, for this, for this team, the way their, their coach uh, was written about? Yeah, and look, do I believe that that there was no truth to the article? No. I mean, there are things. Sean is Sean. And like some, he's going to rub some people the wrong way. I thought, you know, I know, I don't know Ty well. I mean, he covered the team. I see him. I say hello. I don't know him well. I thought the article was over the top. I mean, three parts on Sean McDermott. Uh, and I thought it was pretty negative and more negative than I would have anticipated. I mean, Sean is a very respected guy around the NFL. And not every player loves him. Not every player loves any of these guys, right? They're tough. Like, they want it the way they want it. And um, I just didn't think it was fair. But it also, I think Sean McDermott also is a guy with enough sense to maybe look at himself a little bit when this happens. Like, he knows what's true or partially true about that. And, and I do think he cares about his players. I think maybe, you know, sometimes it, it doesn't come out the way he would want. He's not warm and fuzzy. That's not Sean. But boy, they know where they stand with him. And it was, it's been really interesting the last few weeks. And I think because Sean's been around for so long now, we're talking about seven years, that sometimes it takes something like that for people to go, wait a minute, you know, this guy's done this for me, that for me, for our team. And he's very consistent in the way he approaches things. 
So, yes, rallying, I think it has been. But I think Sean's sort of like the whole team, where the whole team, he, the article was about him, but the whole team was sort of beaten up and their, their window is closing and all the things that were said about them. And I think they sort of rallied together around the coach. And that's why I said when they won that Kansas City game, I don't care if it was a call. I don't care if it was lucky. Nobody cares because they went out the next week and destroyed the Cowboys. And guess what? In the end of it, it doesn't matter if you won by three touchdowns or by a touchdown. You just won. Go play the next week. So, yes, I think they've rallied around that, and winning games certainly makes it even more fun for them. Mike, what about that defense, Sean McDermott's defense? I mean, we, we've been critical of the play calling at times. It may be a little too aggressive at key moments of the game when you've got a lot on the line, but you got to raise a, a glass to the idea that they've been doing it through a lot of significant injuries. And I'm wondering if you've heard anything. We know Daquan Jones has been with the team. We see him on the sideline. I don't know about Matt Milano, but you know, could this team get healthier here down the stretch? Do you think we see some of these guys? And, and how do you think this defense rounds into form here as you get closer to the end of the regular season? Look, I've heard nothing specific about Milano. I mean, they basically said he's out. And he was with the team yesterday. I think Jenna said, or Dan said he saw him on the field with his teammates. But that doesn't mean anything about playing. Now, again, getting the playoffs, you win, you never know, right? I guess you never know. I think there's a general feeling that Daquan Jones could be back, which would be huge for them because he's a very good player and he, he plays such an important role when he's on the field with them. But, you know, look at yesterday. Like, you know, A.J. Epinesa has made plays all year, even in, what, his four snaps, and he made a huge play the week before. Um, and you miss him and no Micah Hyde out there, and the defense played lights out. And look, Sean McDermott, there may have been issues. You know, you say, well, you got too aggressive, you know, and then guys don't make a play, and it's it just falls on the coach, right? I mean, in that article, it was all about, you know, getting caught sometimes with aggressive plays. Uh, yesterday, it wasn't quite a game-ending situation, but in the third quarter, third and one, you figure the Cowboys maybe are going to run it. He brings pressure, sacks, Dak. They got to punt the ball. Bills then went on an eight-minute drive. Like, I think the guy can call some defense. You're going to make mistakes. Your guys aren't going to get there on the blitz sometimes. I think the guy has a knack for it. I do think it impacted him with all the injuries. But here we are late in the year. And if that defense, really, they played well in Kansas City, I thought they were. We were doing one of the stories today just talking about how the offense got the headlines, but the defense was incredible. So, yeah, it's working for McDermott right now. Now he's just got to keep it going, you know, down the stretch and get ready for Miami. Yeah, and uh, before we get to uh, Miami, uh, two games in between, I think most of us are saying win and win, Chargers, and then you've got uh, the Patriots. Mike, I would have liked this matchup a heck of a lot better if Brandon Staley was actually still coaching this team. Yeah. So sometimes, like, you get the interim coach and everybody uh, has to sit up straight. Um, is that any cause for concern in this game? You know, I'm just that way about every game. I always try to think of that. And I, and I just said to somebody here in the newsroom, I was like, God, I wish they would have not fired Staley. You know, only because I'm sure he was, an, he, that's a guy who deserves a three-part article about him. Like, that guy just cannot coach. And, uh, and he's out of the building. The only thing about the Chargers is they have a lot of veterans who've been banged up and all. And I don't know, are you putting them out there in these last few weeks in a season like this that they've had? That's the plus there. I don't know, Easton Stick is going to do anything. I hate for the Bills that they're 
huge favorites in that game. You know what I mean? It's just, you just got to win the game. I don't know what they'll, what they'll play like. It's a short week and traveling out West, but I'm with you, Gene. I'm with you on thinking, I wish they wouldn't have fired the coach, but we'll see. And I think there's a plus of playing the Patriots because they already beat you once. Like, you know, they can beat you, right? They did it. I don't care how they did it. Going into that game, nobody thought the Patriots had a chance and they ended up not only winning, but controlling the whole game. So it won't take much for the bills to realize, you know, you play lousy, anybody can beat you. So I think they will be alert for these games, but yeah, sure. Everything worries you at this time of the year. What about the scenarios here, Mike? Because I think if the Dolphins lose one of their next two and the Bills win their next two, you're talking about a game for the division in Week 18. I think that scenario is still Correct, in play. Yeah. There's also a scenario where the Bills maybe don't win the division but end up in the wild card, which means you would need other teams to kind of falter and, and fall here through the course of the final three games. Which scenario do you think is most likely here when you consider what Miami has on their schedule? Um. So I go back to after the Philly game, well, before the Philly game, I said the Bills would lose. As soon as it ended, I said, and I wasn't on, I don't think I was on with you guys. I said, well, they're going to beat Kansas City. And if Dallas beats Philly, and I thought they were going to beat the Eagles, then the Bills are going to beat Dallas. And I've been on a little bit of a a roll with this. And I also (laughs) said, if they beat Dallas, they're going to win out. So I think they're going to win out. I think the Bills are going to win those two, and then they're going to beat Miami in that game. Now, the question is, what's that game mean for Miami? Because if Miami wins the next two, they win the division. And I would say that if Miami goes and wins the next two, Dallas and Baltimore, just applaud them, congratulate them. They deserve to win. That's a a tough two games late in the year to go win. I don't think that's going to happen. I guess we'll see. You know, I guess we'll see. It couldn't have worked worse for Dallas or for Miami yesterday with the game because not only did the Bills beat the Cowboys, they crushed them. So if you're Dallas, like you're licking your wounds and you can't wait to get on the field next week. So I don't know how that one will play out. And Baltimore needs it to be the one seed. So there's still a lot. Now, I think Baltimore, though, doesn't Baltimore have to go to San Francisco this week yeah. and play out there against a physical team? So it's kind of wild how it sets up. So in my opinion, I think that's a tough two games for, for Miami. I think they split. I think the Bills go there with a chance to win the division. And I tell you, if you're Miami and you're sitting there, you once had a three-game lead, and now you're playing for the division, it's tough. But here's that one other scenario, guys. What if it ends to the end? Miami's going to win the division. And that last game means the Bills getting in the playoffs or not. And could very well mean the Bills going right back to Miami to play the Dolphins. Right. How about that scenario, which could happen Ooh. in Week 18 so, down in Miami? Yeah, that, that's interesting. Because it could. Yeah, yeah the Bills could get it could, as a five seed, right? Yeah, because Miami could easily be – I mean, they could be a two seed. They could be a three seed. I, you know, I think they still have a shot at a one seed, right? They you do. think, right, with yeah. Baltimore? Because they, they play them head-to-head. So maybe the idea that they beat them. So there's a lot of scenarios here. That have it. And we don't know where, if the Bills are making the playoffs, it's kind of crazy. Would they be a seven? Would they be a six? Like, look at how convoluted the whole thing is. So I can't wait to go to Miami for that one. I think one way or the other, unless the Bills choke away one of these next two, which I don't think is going to happen, they're very much alive going to Miami for that last week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, Mike, since uh, next week is a holiday week, we won't have a chance to talk to you. Uh, Belichick's last game, we think, as the Patriots head coach coming into Buffalo. What, what do you? What's next for Belichick? What's next for the Patriots here? Do you think? Yeah, I think he's definitely gone. I think that's been the feeling there basically most of the year. I don't know what the Patriots will do. You know, I, I know there's been a lot of talk of Mayo, who's been there, and giving him the opportunity to coach the team. You know, I, I guess that could be the case. Like they, they got a lot they got to work out there, but they need a change. It's not quite like. It's not Andy Reid and the Eagles because they didn't have that success. But, man, after a certain amount of time, like, it just, it just needs to change. And it's ending ugly. It's just the way it is. You know he's going to go on and coach because uh, he wants that record. But that, that just needs to change. And honestly, I'll be honest with you, I kind of think it's bad news for the, for the Bills and the rest of the division because I think he's done winning. He was done winning there. That, the, his style there is not doing anything. They don't have a quarterback. I don't trust him with a young quarterback. So they're going to need to get somebody else in there. And Belichick's going to go on. The, the thought was there's some people that say the Chargers, you know, Mr. L.A. himself, Bill Belichick, yeah. or Washington, one of those teams. Um, that's, it's tough to win a lot of games in Washington. they got to find a quarterback, too. So um, I don't know where he ends up, but you know he's going to be around. Um, you know he's going to be around for a while. i got to – I got, you know, there's, there's some other places. I got one other one that I've always thought about this and I know he doesn't have the quarterback and I know they probably wouldn't do it, but I always think of green Bay. And the reason is Belichick is such a history. Yeah. History guy. And there's no owner with the Packers. And, and this is just me just off the top of my head. I really think the job he's always wanted is giants head coach. I really do. Dable's in there, and I don't think he's going anywhere. 
but I've always thought that he wants to go back. He loves the Giants, that he'd go back to the Giants and be a head coach. But I don't think that's happening now. So, you know, we'll see. But it is kind of fascinating that it'll be the Patriots without Belichick. But I think, yeah, we'll see him in Orchard Park for New Year's Eve. And then and then uh, I think that's the last time we see him in New England. Another question about the AFC East, just given what we've seen, and we know that the injury to Aaron Rodgers derails their season, or at least it's a convenient excuse. And nobody has had their recovery as well documented as Aaron Rodgers in this Achilles injury. But I imagine we won't see him here down the stretch, especially given the outcome of yesterday's blowout loss to Miami. But what does it mean for the Jets Heading into next season, is it status quo? Do you bring everybody back? Do you, do you say, hey, we just didn't get the opportunity with Rodgers we wanted this season, so let's see what it can look like next season? I mean, that feels like a very fascinating uh, group. Of, it's a fascinating scenario there that's kind of shaping up in New York as far as what they do for, for next season. Yeah, like they've inched ahead of the Sabres now, right? 13 straight years without making the playoffs. Longest stretch in North American sports. Uh it feels like this would be a one and done with Rod. I mean, you hear him, you think he says he wants to play 10 years, like whatever. I don't think you bring in, I'd fire, fire Robert Sala. I think he's a lousy head coach myself. Not a fan, not a fan of the way he runs the team. I uh, don't think he's engaged enough. The defense is good. So great. But, you know, I think that I just, the way he handled the entire season organization, I think was bad, but I think of it this way. You're going to get one year of Rodgers, likely, and then you see where it is. Uh, you know, it's almost this thought that he comes back like he's 25, like he's 40 past Achilles. No matter how many stories he wants to tell about coming back, that's a big comeback to come back at that age. And then I think they're starting over again after that. I think that's what ends up happening. So unless Rodgers is really, really good, this this has gone just terribly for them. So, um, you know, that's that's the plus in the AFC East you got two teams who seem to have their act together, you know, coaches, you know, rosters, quarterbacks. I mean, two has played really well uh, and two that are just a, a loss. I guess, again, if you're a Jets fan, the hope is that Rodgers comes back and he's healthy and he gets everything going. But I don't have that much faith in that. And I do not have that much faith in the head coach. Sounds like uh, we're going to get Drew Locke tonight on Monday Night Football here as uh, Geno Smith reportedly uh, a long shot here. So the question being about the Eagles here, and I'm assuming it's going to be Hurts here, right? Like they're going to win out, correct, Mike, here? Like they're going to be the number one seed, but is that a number one seed that uh, right now is right for the picking here in the NFC? Well, a couple of things. Yeah, I hope Hurts plays, but you never know. I mean, if he's that sick, I'm sure he's going to be out there. I don't know where he's going to be. You know, the Eagles are not afraid to make moves and they obviously are making one with their defensive coordinator, yeah. you know, and it's funny. I mean, Matt Patricia won him a Super Bowl. Unfortunately for him, he was coaching the Patriots at the time, but he won him a Super Bowl and now he's going to coach the defense. But I got to tell you, I watched the defense and I'm like, I don't know what Sean Desai was doing. Like they, he's made their own defensive line invisible. I could have like, warned you just, about that guy. I, I didn't like that hire from the moment it happened. He's a Bears, well, a former Bears. I'm like, he's not good. Well, God, we can't take anybody from the Bears. But no. he, he, they, they're lost. And I think they're looking at it like, you know what? We're right there. Like somebody was saying, well, you're 10 and three. But I think they're fully aware of how bad the defense has been. I mean, and they should not be that bad. They, they have linebacker issues and they've had injuries in the secondary but they should have a dominant defensive line. And when their D line now is last in the league in third down sacks, 
That's crazy. Last year they had 100 sacks or whatever they had last year. I don't know, 80 sacks, whatever the crazy number was. And this year they can't get to the quarterback. I'm not blaming that all on the coordinator, but it's been bad. So the Hurts thing, like if he plays, look, they need to bounce back. They have gotten smoked back-to-back weeks. The defense has been terrible. The offense has been lost. They need to find something again. I'm glad they made a move. I don't love Matt Patricia. I'm glad they did a move like we're not sitting around waiting for the offseason. Um, to see what happens. And by the way, I think if they win out, they don't get the one seed unless San Francisco loses because mm. the Niners beat them head to head. So uh, Niners have some tough games. I think they still have Baltimore, but yep. Hey, I don't, I don't trust the Eagles right now against anybody the way they're playing. So they got to go out tonight, find a way to win the game. They get Tommy DeVito and the giants twice and they get the Cardinals. But again, if you play lousy, you can lose to anybody. So there, there's no pencil and in wins for that team right now. Um, they just have to, they got to get it, try to get right tonight and then see what happens the rest of the way. All right, Mike, wanted to ask you about what you got coming up. 13 Wimp sports and Buffalo plus.com. And I know Gino loves needling, uh, our guy, Dan Fates, who, you know, has always what? said, what? Why, why run the ball? You don't have to run the no, ball. You don't just have pass to, the ball. Yeah. Is, is Dan going to be held accountable for those past statements, given the, the performance of James cook and, and this Dan, bill's offense. He's so good at then moving into the, well, you know, he listens to the old man, right? I've been telling them for the longest time. You need to be able to run the ball. Yeah. Like at times, like you need to be able to do that. And they have, and I'm like, look at all the good teams. They can all run the ball. San Francisco runs it. Dallas can run it. The Eagles can run it. You know, Miami can run it. Like this is what you need to do. And they're not doing it. So that was great. So Dan, you know, he'll, he'll somehow spin it in a Dan way. And he like he's like he did say that he thought this game would be a ground and pound game, and it worked. It just kills him to see this offense. It's funny to me. They have Josh Allen. That's great. Even great quarterbacks have had running games, so you should be able to do it. So that's in the podcast from last night. We're working on something for tomorrow, and then because we're back to practice tomorrow, and then the podcast leading into the Chargers game. So um, we've gotten great response. We're very happy. People know Dan. They know what he says. By the way, Jane, uh, Jenna set it up in, the, in our preview. She was like, it's a James Cook game. They need him. And boom, James Cook comes up with the game of his career. So um, it's been a lot of fun following what's going on. And uh, we'll continue it now. And I'll keep Dan going. Like he's, you know, he's, he's, so, wor- he's so, wor- so worried about his Braves. But, um, you know, he's, we got him going on the run game now. He's, he's, he's back on, on track realizing that, that they do need to run it. Well, I, I don't know what, uh, you know, the girls are going to get you for the holidays here, Mike, but you know what I might be getting? There's some Yamamoto there. If he's oh, having boy. dinner with Steve Cohen, you don't go over to the owner's house and then diss him there. So, Mike, 2024, it's going to be a brand new world here in baseball. You know what's good about that? And I'm happy, I'd be happy for your team because when's the last time they spent a lot of money on players and it didn't work out? Right. When the Mets spend money, it always works. It just always works. They're just a blessed franchise. It would be, it would be a shame if Yamamoto went to the Mets. We wouldn't truly see what he could be as a major league baseball player. Stop. Stop. We would see it. Now we would see it when he goes to to another team team when they have to dump the contract, you know, how it goes for them. Mike, how do you do it, Gene? How 
do you do it? And listen, he like I keep telling it's him, like, I'm me. like, Mike, don't, Gene, don't, don't get yourself worked up. Don't do it. Don't allow your. I mean, no, it's a season of optimism, but don't. You know how this goes. Listen, Mike, I want to make an offer to you. Like, if you're down in Long Island sometime and the Mets are in right. town. Just take it all in. You can just be neutral as an observer, and then you're going to get swept up in it. We, we're not bitter. We don't hate our own team. It's, it's fun. We, you know. Swept up in what? You, you took away all my fun last year because you guys just bailed on the season so fast. See, you got your rid fun of everybody. Is making fun of me that in the methods is not fun. That's what I mean, but you took away our fun because I like seeing you guys play just well enough to make it miserable for you. Happy holidays, Mike. <laughs> Same to you, Gene. Thanks, Mike. Merry Christmas. Bye, right, fellas. Yep. Hey, there he is. Mike Catalano, 13 Web Sports, BuffaloPlus.com. Uh, loves trolling Gino on those New York Mets. You brought it up. I don't, you know, you well, didn't no, have that, to go. That's a fact. Like, Yamamoto. So this is big in in Japanese culture, like, and, and also in China, like, you want to do business with somebody, you got to get to know the family, you really got to kind of work your way in. The fact that Steve Cohen went to Japan, now the fact that Steve Cohen has opened up his home, like, can you imagine, like, courting an NFL free agent, and Terry Pagula is going to invite him into the home, or it, it have to be a very, very big free agent. So, I'm just wondering, that would be... That would be hurtful if Yamamoto ended up with the Yankees or Phillies or somebody like that after all. Hurtful for you. Hurtful for the Mets. Hurtful for Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen, just a little bit of exposure that I've had to him with his online interactions. He's kind of a douche, isn't he? I mean, he's a billionaire owner, so maybe that's redundant. He's he's an alien, but he's our alien. He's your alien. I'm not taking credit for that guy. Uh, great stuff from Catalana. We'll get to Nate Geary, Buffalo uh, Buffalo Bills Radio Network. He'll be joining us here just after 4 o'clock. We've got some takes on tap next in the sports bar. Yeah, team. I mean, my gosh, if we were on the other coast, we'd be talking about this as a roadie. And I know we got a lot of people uh, watching online and, and you know listening on the Odyssey app. So just kind of going over, boy, you have Sunday off and Monday is Christmas. If you can do it. Bills Chargers this week, uh, I would make that suggestion. And you're going to disagree with me on this one. There's just there's one thing on television that if I see one more time. Oh, it's it's out there. It's been out there a lot. Oh, a lot. It gets stop. me every time. Yeah, and that's the difference between me just and softy. you. Me and you, because I kind of look at the ad design and everything. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm no, just no, such no. a softy. Uh, um, let me give you two stat lines, and you can think about this going into uh, the break here. Uh, player A, you tell me which player you'd prefer. Player A, these are stat lines that represent the second 17 NFL starts of their careers, quarterbacks. Player A, a 64% completion rate with just over 3,000 yards passing, 1,237 yards rushing, 4,307 total yards, 25 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and a passer rating of 92.3. Player B, 61% completion percentage, 3,783 yards passing, 524 yards rushing, 4,341 total yards, 29 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, passer rating of 92.3. All right, so you kind of glaze me over there. So basically you're saying... Like they're yeah, the same. Yeah. Player A and B nearly have the same amount of total yards and an identical passer rating. I'll tell you who player A and player B are when we get to I'll drink to that next on the fan. 
You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.